Hey you guys, and welcome to The Rachel Holloman Show, where taking control of your life has never been more satisfying, fun, and simple. We'll be discussing things that will help you take control of your life in all different areas, providing you helpful tips, tricks, and advice. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the rapid pace of society today and how that can be combated from a biblical standpoint. And I'm super excited to talk about that because, guys, this is something I am currently walking through right now. So I just thought it would be pretty exciting to be talking about it today with John. So grab your coffee and let's get into it. Hey guys, I hope y'all are having a great day so far. John is on the podcast again today, so it's going to be a good time. You already know it. (laughs) And I want to introduce a new segment on the podcast called Weird But True, where we basically tell you strange things that you wouldn't believe are true. Oh, I like this. Yes. So for today's Weird But True fact, a snail can have up to 25,000 teeth. What? 25,000 teeth. I heard that correct. Guys, when I heard this fact, I was like, I don't even know. I was shook. 25,000 teeth. I didn't even even know a snail had teeth. Like, snails can't even get that big, can they? I don't even get close enough to a snail to even know really what it looks like. So, I didn't even know that they... I mean, how do they eat? I guess, what, they're 25,000 teeth? Oh my gosh. What do they even eat? I've never actually, like knowing what they eat now now i'm i'm scared of snake or snails now i'm i think i think i think they're gonna eat me (laughs) yeah i i don't like any of this kind of stuff so i'll keep my distance from snails like i've always done i think you should next time you see a snail you should you should ask to see its teeth those pearly yeah i'm just gonna walk up to like hey man uh can i see your teeth (laughs) so that is your weird but true fact for today So the topic today is an important one because it's something that's really been on my heart, especially this past week. And I'm sure you guys are most likely walking through this too. And it's the topic of just how busy our lives are and how fast paced society is and how that's almost celebrated and how burnout is so real um, because of how busy we are. And I'm I'm really feeling it, guys. And that's why I wanted to talk about it today because I think when you're actually walking through something, I think it's super important to talk about it with someone. And in my case, I'm talking about it with you guys, and John's talking about it today. And I think it's 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 good to talk about it and not keep it to yourself because most likely someone else is walking through that same thing as well. And when we come together and you have a community behind you supporting you there for you, I think that's super important. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. And we have some scripture for you and it's in Isaiah 40 verses 30 through 31. And I chose the scripture today because I was actually reading a devotion the other day and they mentioned this verse or these verses in Isaiah and it really just hit home with me. So I'm going to go ahead and read them. So Isaiah 40 verses 30 through 31, it reads, Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I love, I just love that verse, guys. It's, 
it really hits home with me because I'm feeling exhausted. I'm feeling a bit faint right now. <laughs> yeah, I think your Eagles are feeling a bit faint too. Speaking of Eagles, uh, didn't they just lose again? Mm. Wow. Sorry to take off topic there. I just, I got to rub it in Rachel's face anytime her Eagles take it ill. It's so sad, guys. Like, I am such a diehard Eagles fan, but these past couple years, ever since we've won the Super Bowl and Foles is not our on our team anymore, I just feel like that was just the wrong choice. And, yeah, now I'm just used to seeing and hearing about the Eagles losing, and John loves to put it in my face. It's fine. Yeah, we're going to have to get back to the topic because I think Rachel's getting a little bit weary mm-hmm. talking about her mm. Philly Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I really, I really enjoy, uh, talking about this because, you know, you look around society today and I mean, like Rach said, it really is almost celebrated to be busy, to have something to do, to always be on the go and have plans. And and there's nothing wrong with planning. Um, you know, Rach is all about, all about planning and being organized and that's good and all, but how about this? Why don't you plan a rest day? Mm. Um, you know, if you go to the gym, and you like to exercise, you have to plan a rest day because it's healthy for your body, for your joints and your muscles because you have to, your muscles and joints have to have time to recover to be able to go back at it, you know, in a couple of days. And I think the same exact thing can be very true for our uh, mental and spiritual health too. You You really can't just constantly beat yourself up physically, mentally, emotionally and just keep going at it. Um, you, you really got to take some time to rest and get your thoughts together and have that quiet time. For sure. And without a rest day implemented into your schedule, you just find yourself running yourself so thin. And without John and I incorporating a rest day into our schedule before we did that, I felt like I had no break. I felt like it was just work, 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 work. And then, yes, the weekend came, but I didn't really take the opportunity to rest in it. I wanted to fill my weekend up with plans and fun things to do. And then Monday morning came around and my body was like, what the heck? I got no rest. I got no sleep. So it definitely takes a toll on you physically, emotionally, mentally. So, yes, definitely implementing that rest day is super important, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when we rest... We make space for God to reshape us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you definitely have to reach out to God and, and ask Him for that and, and seek Him in in your in your rest. Um, you know, I was reading Psalm chapter one hundred seven. Um, I'm sure you know this story when Jesus and the disciples were out at sea and it was a horrible storm. And um, it says they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and He delivered them from their distress. He made the storm be still, and the waves of the sea were hushed. Now, the Lord could have easily done that before it even started. There could have never been a storm whatsoever. But as so happens in our life, it happened in the disciples' life as well. He wanted to test them. He wanted to see what their first reaction would be. Were they going to ask the Lord for help? Were they going to just weather the storm on their own and try to make it and just get by just like we do so often. We just try to get by without the Lord. Um, But no, they cried out to the Lord and immediately the storm was hushed. And sometimes it's that easy in our life. We just need to take a minute, 
cry out to the Lord, and our storm can be hushed. And sometimes it can't. But you know what? That's why we have faith in the Lord, because we have peace knowing He's there with us, even through the storm, riding it out with us. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think oftentimes we don't really think of the Lord as our lifeline. Like, He is there to help us. And I think we're so quick to pick up our phone and and call our friends or call our spouse or whatever, when we really should first take how we're feeling to the Lord and cry out to Him first. He's our lifeline. He's there to help us. And yeah, I'm really glad you brought that um, verse up. I really liked that. And even better, the very next verse after it says the Lord delivered them from their distress, um, it says he made the storm be still and the waves of the sea were hushed. And then the very next verse, it says, then they were glad that the waters were quiet and the Lord brought them to their desired haven. Mm. So that really speaks volumes to what we're talking to you guys about today is, look, when things are quiet, you can bring it to the Lord and be in your desired haven. Because, But first, what has to happen? There has to be a quietness and a peace. Yeah, and I think sometimes when people hear the word rest, some people like that word and some people cringe at the thought of it. Some people just don't like thinking um, that they need to maybe sit in their home and do nothing. Rest looks different for everyone, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And I mean, I won't say a hundred percent of the time, but a majority of the time, if you can't sit still and you can't just not have plans and not do anything, there's an underlying issue there. You're trying to mask something. You're trying to avoid an issue that you're dealing with internally. And, um, you know, that, that kind of reaches over to the um, psychological part of things. And we actually listened to a really good doctor on this, Dr. John Deloney. He has his own podcast, The Dr. John Deloney Show. And he's honestly like a personal therapist, and he's great. You guys really should check him out. Yeah, he's um, wonderful. If you're dealing with anything, um, you're going through anything, you know, psychologically or whatever the case may be, he's great. Really give him a shot and check him out. Yeah, I love that. Um, and I want to just kind of shed light on to recreational activities and how important they are and how important, um, an important part they play with rest and restoration. And it's literally a way God can recreate us in what we choose to do with our rest. And I know for you, that could look way different than it could look like for me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, as far as mine, my recreation and, you know, what kind of gets my mind off things. Um, (laughs) it's funny because it's not so much resting, um, because I like to work out and I like to play basketball, which is, you know, taking a toll on my physical body, but definitely not my choice, (laughs) but, but what gives me the freedom in that is, is the mental part of it. Um, it really frees my mind. It takes my mind off of whether it's work or, or money, stress, um, you know, co-workers, it doesn't matter. Um, it takes my mind completely off of that, and I'm focused on my workouts, or I'm focused on playing the game of basketball that, you know, I've loved since I was a kid. Um, so that's where I really get my recreation and restoration from in that aspect, kind of in a more general sense, I guess, is really just frees my mind and gets my mind, you know, away from the mundane normalcy. Yeah, and I think that's important for that to happen, like you were saying, um, for those things to free your mind because 
when your mind is free, I feel like you're more apt to hear what the Lord's trying to tell you and what he's trying to speak to you because in that he can recreate you in those moments. Why don't you say that? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And when we rest our physical bodies, talking about rest in the physical, we get to experience the world God has created in such a new and refreshing way, I would say. I mean, we all have our busy schedules, right? We have work, we have, you know, school for the kid, whatever it may be. There's there's a schedule there. But when we have the opportunity to rest and not do what we normally do, I think we can appreciate things in a completely new way. And as the saying goes, you get to stop and smell the roses. And I think I think that's important every now and again to just change up your regular schedule. Like, okay, let me implement going to the park in the evening for a walk. Mm-hmm. Let me be in nature. Let me see God's creation in a new way instead of just driving by on my way to work. I think that's so refreshing for your soul, for your mind, for everything. Um, to get to go out in the world in a new way and see what God has created. Yeah, and it's not just, you know, refreshing and restoring for you, but take the doggos out with you when you go to the park. Mm -hmm. Take the little guys or the little girl. Take them out there. Take them for a walk. Take your tennis ball. They deserve to be outside and get some restoration, too. Look out for them. (laughs) They do. (laughs) And I think when we make space for God, we are strengthened. And he reminds us of what's important and to reconnect us back to our passions and our purpose and our potential. I think when we are in our busy schedules day after day, we tend to forget what we're passionate about, what our purpose might be, and what our potential is because we're so focused on the to-do list and getting things done and all of this that I feel like we don't spend enough time on maybe what's important (laughs) in a sense. Yeah, definitely. I I think you're, I think you're onto something there, Rach. Um, short-term goals can easily distract you from long-term goals. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of getting lost and getting lost in the sauce of the, you know, normal (laughs) everyday grind Monday through Friday and, you know, trying to accomplish the things you're trying to accomplish at your work, um, if you're in school, um, really it could be anything. Anything that's just kind of taken over your mental state um, can definitely distract you from, from what you're really truly capable of in the long run in the big picture. We, we, we have such short-sightedness as human beings and it, it's a dangerous thing. We've really got to expand our range on, on our vision here and make sure we're looking at the big picture and and focus on the long term because you know that's what that's what it's all about it's not about what's going to happen today it's about what's going to happen tomorrow and 20 years from now and and then beyond that where you're going to be for, where you're going to be for eternity um and that's that's the whole reason we're here on this earth is um to get people going to the same eternity we are and that's heaven right mm-hmm. so we got to keep that in mind um not not to shortchange everything we have going for us here on this earth as far as our goals and passions and our drive ambition all those things are great um just remember that they are earthly things yeah for sure and i kind of just want to jump on this thought too you know in our everyday you know 
going through the motions, all of that. Don't just go through the motions though, guys. Yes, you might be doing the same thing day after day, but I guarantee you God is trying to tell you something in the mundane, in the day after day, in those daily tasks that you do every day. There's something that he wants to show you there, and that could very well be um, relating to your passion, relating to your purpose, relating to your potential. Don't just go through things to go through things. There's purpose in the everyday. There's purpose in those in those little moments, guys. Don't take them for granted. And in a sense, you need to stop and smell the roses in your, in your schedule in that sense too. Like, okay, how are you going to touch someone today in your job environment? What are you going to do um, once you get home and you see, you know, your husband or your wife and your kids? Like, what energy are you going to bring? What What's the Lord trying to say to you? Be open to that. Make sure your eyes are open, your ears are open, your heart is ready to receive what he wants to show you. And don't selfishly just, I guess, go through the day wanting to do what you want to do. Yeah, that's good. I like that, Rach. I think we should talk about some an application question here. Mm-hmm. I know when I when I listen to podcasts or sermons or whatever, I like some application. How can I apply this to my day, to the next week, to whatever? And so just kind of thinking about this whole mentality of rest and what that really is. What do you find restful and replenishing to you? And how can you be more intentional about planting? planning time for that. And I'm all about being intentional, guys. So this is super important. So I just want you to maybe pause the podcast for a moment. What do you find restful and replenishing to you? Really think about it. For me, that looks way different than what it means for John. But for me, it means getting in some comfy clothes as soon as I get home from work or whatever. Getting off of my phone I don't want to be distracted by work emails or texts and all of this stuff. Kind of disconnecting in that sense. Putting on some TV for a little bit. Putting on my favorite TV show and just relaxing my mind. You know? Or picking up a book. Or getting in the word. She left out a really critical part of this for her. Is right before the TV goes on, there's always a cold Dr. Pepper being cracked open. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to deny that. There definitely is, and I really, really need to get better at drinking that water. But, hey, after a long day, drinking a nice cold Dr. Pepper, there is nothing that beats that. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I would say, you know, painting painting my nail, you know, doing something that is just nice for myself, you know, or making dinner. Sometimes that can even be restful for me. I actually enjoy cooking. Um, But... Yeah, stuff like that for me. So being intentional about that, how can I plan time to do that? I would say like if you're just, if you're a to-do list kind of person, if this is how it could help you, put it in your to-do list that when you get home or whenever you have time, you need to do this. And that is still something that you need to complete. Um, Or planning it out in your calendar. um, Or having someone hold you accountable to make sure that you're doing those things for yourself. Yeah, I think that's really good. And who would have ever thought Rach would advise somebody to plan things and put things in a calendar? Mm, I mean, mm-hmm. what? You what guys is this, already know. What is this <laughs> madness? <laughs> so, what would you say is your restful and re- 
replenishing um, thing for yourself? Uh, I kind of already gave it away earlier in the podcast, but yeah, for me, honestly, it's just going to the gym, um, getting a little workout in or, um, you know, getting to play basketball, which we haven't really gotten to do much of that during this pandemic. Um, but I think we're on the, um, the end of this pandemic and I believe we're really coming out of it and we're going to come back even stronger as a country and, better um for it honestly I, I think that it's it's been a it's been a huge issue in our country and um definitely are praying for all the families that have lost loved ones through it um but are definitely excited to get back to some normalcy and yes i mean basketball is one of my releases you know i, I drive race cars too that's definitely one of them but don't get to do that as freely as i would just being able to walk out of the house and go play basketball so i'll go with that yeah, that's great, and that's way different than what I would say for myself, <laughs> as you guys can see. Um, but yeah, I want you guys to be thinking about what is something that you find restful and replenishing, and how can you be more intentional about planning that and incorporating that into your every day, into every week, into every month. So did you guys think the episode was already over? No. Psych. <laughs> Psych. I actually want to start incorporating a segment at the end of the episode um, each week. And it's called Raise the Bar with Rachel. And in this ending segment, it's leaving you with some encouragement for the day, for the week, for the month, for whatever. And I know whenever I hear encouragement, advice, whatever, I... I want to apply that to my day, to my week, to my month, to whatever. So I want to leave you with some encouragement. And actually for this week, John is going to give away the Raising the Bar with Rachel. I feel honored. I get to do the inaugural Raising the Bar with Rachel. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I might faint. <laughs> Fan me, honey. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my, so dramatic. All right, guys, this is actually a really good one. Um, So... As you know, there is a Rocky series, and I believe there's eight movies in the Rocky Balboa series. I think they're very familiar with Rocky. We've talked about Rocky (laughs) since you've been on the podcast. They're classics. They're classics. You can't not talk about these movies, okay? Anyways, so when they were filming Rocky IV, um, Rocky Balboa, Sylvester Stallone is the actor. He was also a director of that movie, and... He wanted it to be so real and, you know, something that the fans could really feel. And he told um, Ivan Drago, which is played by Dolph Lundgren, he said, look, man, he said, when I step into this ring, we're not play fighting. He said, I want you to really hit me. And this is real life we're talking about here. And he said, are you sure? And Sylvester Sloan said, yes, I want you to hit me as hard as you can. So they got into their boxing scene. And the cameras are rolling, and and Dolph hits Sylvester Stallone so hard in his chest that Mm. it actually moves his heart. He had to be immediately carted to the hospital and have emergency heart surgery. And, you know, turns out everything was okay. The surgery went well, and Sylvester Stallone has went on to be one of the greatest actors and directors of all time. But we're leaving you with this today because we want to tell, we want to show you how your drive and motivation can go so far. And, you know, he could have easily made the movie great without having that little stint. But if it wasn't for his attitude and perspective on things, as far as that goes, wanting to get 
absolutely a hundred percent out of everything he does, then he wouldn't he might not have gotten the results he had not only throughout that movie but his whole career and just to give you some statistics on that movie, the film opened uh November nineteen ninety and it grossed a total of $300 million Ooh. worldwide, okay? Oh this was the highest grossing sports film of all time for nearly 20 years up until 2009. That is crazy. So, guys, like, don't half-heartedly do anything. No. Have that raise-in-the-bar mentality like Sylvester Stallone did when he was filming this movie. Go all in on everything you're doing. Doesn't matter what it is. You got to raise the bar. If somebody else has the bar and you don't think you can get there, you're wrong. Raise it and take it to another level. That's so good to be all in what you dedicate yourself to. Thank you for that. I love that. That's so encouraging. How's that saying go to be the thermostat, not the thermometer? When you walk into your room, what you dedicate yourself to, I think you should be that thermostat. You should set the bar there. That's right. <laughs> I mean, That's exactly what it is. You should set yeah. the bar there. I love that. That's great. Thank you for sharing. Absolutely. It was my honor. <laughs> and I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I know we had a lot of fun um, talking to you guys this week. And I hope you guys have a wonderful week. And if you aren't already, go ahead and go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review if you're feeling led to. And we love to hear um, what you guys thought about this week's episode. And if you feel like someone in your life needs to hear what we talked about today, go ahead and share it with them. And we love you guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace out. Bye.